This is the Thanks for Sharing podcast, the podcast where we explore all things recovery, healing, and relationship. Remember to subscribe and download episodes in the iTunes Store, Google Play, or on the Podbean app. And while you're there, I'd love a review. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Thanks for Sharing. I'm Jackie P. Hey, we've had some changes here at the Thanks for Sharing podcast. One of the things you may be noticing right now is that John T. isn't with me. Um, he has been developing some things, as he's talked about here on the podcast before, uh, his mother enmeshed men's workshops and the work that he's doing there and feeling passionately about. And in him pursuing those things, it has led to some changes, which often happens. And so he has left Healing Paths, which is the organization that we uh, both worked at, that I owned, that he worked at for the past eight years. And he is branching out and doing his own practice. Um, And I wish him all the best in that. One of the things that also means is that he will no longer be doing the Thanks for Sharing podcast with me. So I am going to be your host going forward. And we are still going to have some great guests on the show. We're still going to cover some great topics. Um, I'm still open to hearing from you guys if you want to reach out to me at our various websites. Um, I think it'll be great. And so we're going forward. And as things change, um, you know, some things stay the same and some things have to change. And so there are going to be things about the podcast that are going to stay the same. And then there are some pretty big things that have changed. Uh, One of the things that I wanted to get into today for our podcast episode, we're going to be talking about the good life. Um, So I want you to think about a specific time. Maybe it was recently. Maybe it was a while back. But I want you to think about a time when you felt like you were at your best. You know, you're really feeling like and you're really behaving. The actions that are coming out of that are really thriving Um, they're at a high level. Maybe sometimes we refer to those as I was in the zone, Um, but not just like for a moment, not just in the zone like I had to take a test or I had to do a presentation and I was really in the zone. But a time in your life, maybe it lasted a month, maybe it lasted, you know, six months. Maybe it was just this time in which you were like, wow, things are going really well for me and I'm loving it. Um, I'm flourishing. I'm really um, focused And things are really happening for me. So I want you to think about that. One of the things, if you think about and kind of notice, like, what was going on um, during that time when things were really kind of of coming alive for me? And my guess, one of the things that you had going on is that your character strengths, um, the things about you that make you you, that are all positive and they are strengths and assets to you, that those things were lining up, that they were in an alignment, and that they were really kind of uh, magnitude. No, that's not the right word. Um, That there was a magnitude, maybe that's the wrong use of what I was saying though, but but there's this um, expression of them that was happening. So I want you to think about that. Um, I want to talk about something that um, I use in therapy with clients quite often. I've done it myself. We're going to talk about the VIA. Um, you can Google this, um, the VIA assessment. You can take this. If you're, you're unaware of what your particular character strengths are, this is, this is going to um, list them for you. So first of all, um, before we get into talking maybe about the character strengths and how that really impacts us, I want to talk and introduce you to the VIA assessment. So it's a psychological assessment. 
Um, it's designed to identify an individual's profile of character strengths, which is pretty awesome. It was created by Christopher Peterson and Martin Seligman, and they are well-known researchers in the field of positive psychology. So they created the, it's called the CSV, which stands for Character, Strengths, and Virtue. And kind of this is, I mean, sometimes we get a reputation in the therapy field or in the psychology field for focusing on deficits. And I think that can be true sometimes. Um, So they created the CSV, which is, like I said, is the Character, Strengths, and Virtue. And it's the positive psychology counterpart to the DSM that we use. If you're not familiar with the DSM, it's, it stands for the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health, and it's used in psychology. So if you've been to a therapist um, and you are using insurance, they're going to have to give you a diagnosis. And it's changing somewhat right now. It used to be, um, I think it was prior to like 2015. I think the change happened in 2015. So prior to 2015, you were given a diagnosis and it came out of the DSM. Um, now we've actually in 2015, they had all of us kind of, uh, move over and evolve to using what is called the ICD 10. And we, I think we'll soon have an ICD 11 version coming out. And so that's kind of a physician's, um, handbook, like, um, in the ICD 10 currently, there's also, um, diagnoses codes that your general practitioner or any other kind of medical doctor is going to use. And then it also has the psychological diagnoses that we have. So that's just kind of a little information if you're interested. If not, probably more information that you want than you wanted. So the DSM, like I was saying, that's what we used prior to 2015. And it's still around and they still teach it in graduate school. And I mean, we're still familiar with it. But the DSM specifically categorizes human deficits and disorders, whereas the CSV classifies positive human strengths. Mm, Which one would you rather be looking at in terms of looking at who you are as a person, right? So it's centered on helping people recognize and build upon their strengths rather than just treating mental illness or focusing on problems, which sounds great to me. And I think in therapy, we have to, again, if we're doing a whole... um, like a big picture kind of look at a person, we have to look at both, right? We can't just say, I'm just going to focus on your deficits and your disorders. And we can't also just say, I'm only going to focus on your strengths and all of your assets. I think we have to look at both. And and we'll talk about this later in the episode because I think, I think that in reality, um, they play off of each other and they're not necessarily separated. Um, So how does the VIA work? Let's talk about that for a minute. So you can go online and like I said, you can Google the VIA assessment. You can complete it. I mean, you could complete it pretty quickly, but they do ask some questions. They're very simple questions. Um, But if you're like me, you kind of spend some time thinking about it. One of the things that I don't necessarily like about it, but I'm sure they developed it. I don't develop assessments. So they developed it and they know that they put these words in for a reason. But it will say things like, I always um, do this. And I have a hard time always doing anything, right? So sometimes I have to really weigh that out and kind of see how how true that is of me. So they say that you should plan to take about 30 to 40 minutes to take the VIA. Another thing that's really cool is they have a version for adults, but they also have a version, 
I think the youngest age is 10. I think it's like 10 to 17. And so several years ago, um, we did this as a family and each one of us took our strengths assessment, the VIA. And, uh, then we kind of went over it just kind of as some family time. And we talked about how that made sense to us with each particular family member in our family. And that was kind of fun to include my kids and to get them thinking about some of their own character strengths. So it's available online. Um, you can take the test for free and you can kind of see here's what mine, here's what my order is in terms of the, the strengths. For like $20, I think the minimum is $20, you can get some write-up and kind of some more information about what that means. But for free, you can just see this is what it is. Um, and then you can also pay like $40 to have, I can't remember, to have something else. And there's a couple of options there, but you can take it for free. So um, it's it's going to have you, it's going to ask you questions. I think there's something like 240 questions, I think it, it there is. And you answer on a scale from one to five where like this is very much like me or this is very much unlike me. And then there's a neutral question there in the middle at three. It'll ask you questions like, let me think of an example. It might say like, um, I find the world a very interesting place. And then you would say that's very much like me or that's like me or neutral or it's unlike me or it's very much unlike me. Um, another question was, I let, I always, here's that always word that I was talking about that sometimes I struggle with. Um, I always let bygones be bygones. So that's another question. And then you would decide how true or untrue that is about you. And the higher um, that you are to more closely identify your strengths, the higher the number, that's more towards the strength. So they have um, 24 different strengths in it. And then they they uh, group those also into values. So I'm going to mine that I have. One of the things that I find when I take this, right, is they're really, because this is a strengths-based assessment, all of them are good, right? Like none of them are bad um, strengths. They're character strengths. And it just says this is, you know, how much this is like you or unlike you. And it, it ranks them, right, from 1 to 24. And you know, your top five strengths are what they call your signature signature strengths. And they give you feedback about your signature strengths. Um, and then there's some strengths in there that I think they rate them in like green. I think the top five are blue and then green and I don't know, red, purple, I think. I don't remember. So they don't really talk a whole lot about your lesser strengths, which are kind of at the bottom. Again, because if we talked about your lesser strengths, then we would be looking at deficits and trying to make you better instead of really looking at what your signature strengths are and then focusing on those and amplifying those. Although when I was first introduced to this assessment, this was many years ago, I think I remember reading, and I couldn't find this to prepare for this podcast, but I remember reading that even like they had different people doing different things with with them in some of the research that they did or how they applied it. Maybe it was under application. And so they looked at like, even if you did look at your bottom strengths and you were trying to maybe use some of your signature strengths to to strengthen some of your lesser strengths, that people still overall result, uh, reported a improvement in how they felt. But, but it mostly focuses on your signature strengths and then says, let's look at these to help you increase the good life 
right? To increase overall happiness and satisfaction in the, in the life that you live. Now, validity and reliability haven't really been examined as much as maybe some researchers would like with the VIA, but they're beginning to look at how the 24 strengths are distributed um, across the United States in various regions and international populations, right? So when they were coming up with character strengths and values to group those in, one of the things that they were really trying to be mindful of is that these were kind of as close to universal as they could make it, right? So that somebody in one country who had a completely different culture than maybe me here in Utah, that that it wasn't going to be that much different. We wouldn't really see things very differently or place different emphasis on things other than our individual um, uniqueness. So one of the things that they found, at least in the U.S., um, is that there's not a lot of difference among the regions of the U.S., with the exception of the southern states, where they had slightly higher scores for religiousness. So if that's one of your values, if that's you know one of the ways that you express your your character strengths, and the, one of the things that is that you feel as strong about you, that they did find that that was slightly higher in the in the southern regions of the U.S. Um, another thing about the VIA is it hasn't been translated yet to non-English populations, but they did say that for those who have taken it, there's been over 400,000 people who have taken the VIA, and one of the things that they found was that worldwide strength was associated with positive life satisfaction. So the characters that were associated most highly worldwide, right, were hope, zest, having a zest for life, right, gratitude, and love. And the researchers called these the strengths of the heart. Strengths associated with knowledge, which my number one is associated with knowledge, love of learning, like that's my number one strength. And curiosity, which isn't even in my top five, but curiosity, I, I tend to think I'm pretty curious, that they were the least associated with life satisfaction. So although I think for me, that love of learning, I mean, I feel like I get satisfaction out of it. But that's just what they said, that across the board, kind of worldwide, that the strengths that were more associated with knowledge, which can make sense, right? Because that's our head, that's our brain. And oftentimes, I think, depending on where you live, we put an emphasis like mind over matter, right? We put an emphasis on knowledge and we put an emphasis on what's happening in the brain. And what this is saying is that doesn't necessarily yield the best results when we're talking about overall life satisfaction. So something to keep in mind, right? I could easily get lost in my head. I think sometimes I, I would say that that trips trips me up at times. That love of learning, right? That I, I have this attitude that says, I'm never going to learn everything, right? So sometimes when people talk to me and they'll say, well, are you an expert on that? And I'm like, I mean, there's things that I guess, yeah, I'm an expert. Like I've studied it for 25 years now. I've read probably more than the average individual in the general population has, you know, whatever. But that love of learning, I think sometimes trips me up and I'm like, am I an expert? Well, no, I don't know everything, right? Because there's always so much more to learn. And I think in the next episode, I'm going to talk about just how sometimes our strengths, when we overuse them or we underuse them, they fall out of that sweet spot where they're kind of the, the strength for us. But I think that can happen, right? That love of learning, I can take that to an extreme where it trips me up or I could underuse it. So again, this isn't 
like I said, this isn't the VIA isn't meant to focus on or build the lesser strengths because that would focus on the deficits. And so it's really looking at and saying, hey, what what strengths do you have and how can we um, improve those so that life satisfaction and you living a positive life increases and improves for you? So where I started this podcast was kind of taking you back to looking at like, has there been a time in your life, if you think back, has there been a time in your life when you're thriving, when things were going well, where you really kind of felt this peace and maybe some excitement about what was happening or just kind of felt like I'm in the groove, right? I'm I'm hitting the sweet spot. And I want you to think about those times and I want you to think what was happening at that point that reflects in my character strengths or how would I identify what character strengths showed up during that time of my life so when I think about this like I said my number one greatest strength is love of learning and what the VIA says about that says you know mastering new skills topics bodies of knowledge whether on one's own or formally it's related to the strength of curious curiosity but goes beyond it to describe the tendency to add systematically to what one knows. So I often sometimes will describe, right, like my brain as a filing cabinet. And, you know, like I have all these folders in. I've been describing this right before computers came along. And I'd just be like, oh, I'm going to put this in this file folder. Oh, that's interesting. That relates to this file folder. So not surprising that that's, you know, one of my strengths. And I also think... When I think back to some of the uh, traumas that I experienced as a child, I, I can see this particular character strength really showing up in positive ways that in some ways I think saved me, in some ways just really benefited me and kind of took this traumatic situation that I was going through and and that character strength really showed up in some profound ways. So let me give you an example. I like I I tell the story. I don't think I've shared it on this podcast before, but I tell the story. I think I was six years old. So when I was six years old, I think I've said this before, I'm the second in my family, have an older sister and then me, and then there were two boys, and then we have six kids. So then there was another girl and then another boy. But at this point when I was six years old, I had an older sister And then my next brother is four years younger than me. And then there was my youngest brother who's six years younger than me, right? So he was a baby. And I don't remember what was going on at that point. But I think it was, well, I know it was wintertime because I have a memory of watching snow falling. But I'm not sure what got us, the four kids and my parents, in a car driving around Salt Lake City. But we were driving around Salt Lake City and... Uh, My parents were fighting, which I've said before on the show, that was not an uncommon occurrence. And so we were driving and they're fighting and I'm sitting in the back seat. You know, I I think I remember, I don't remember if I was holding my baby brother because at this time, right, we didn't do car seats or if he was just kind of on the seat next to me. I don't really remember, but I just remember having a baby in the car and it was dark, but like in the winter, You know, it gets pretty dark pretty early, so I'm not sure really what time it was. And, you know, it could have been a Sunday. I just remember um, we pulled into this. My parents were fighting a lot. My dad pulled into this parking lot of like a big furniture store, and it was empty. So I don't know if that's because it was really late or maybe it was a Sunday. 
I'm not really sure, but it was an empty parking lot. And my dad pulled in and I just, I remember watching the snow fall in the streetlights and my dad got out of the car, um, angry. He was very angry and he got out of the car and I just remember him watching, watching him walk across this parking lot, this deserted parking lot, right? He went over to the street. There was a bus, there was like a bus stop there and the bus pulled up and my dad got on and the bus drove away. My mom at that point, I mean, my mom was upset. Obviously they had been fighting. My dad just walked away and got on a bus and the bus took him away. But I remember my mom kind of freaking out because I remember her saying he took the keys and she was freaking out. And I just remember as a child kind of feeling this, um, like what I came to describe maybe later in my teenage years, this feeling of like, I can't trust these two people. You know, my, my dad's unpredictable. My dad will do very irresponsible things and not have the foresight to think like, I have young kids in a car and it's snowing and I shouldn't just get mad and walk away because and take the keys because I'm upset, right? And... And then just my mom, I mean, again, not to ever blame victims of domestic violence, but there was times that I would think to myself, like, mom, how did you not know that dad was going to do this, right? My dad was predictably unpredictable. So why are we in a car driving around with this person who predictably, unpredictably gets angry and then does rash things in his anger, right? And, and so I just remember feeling kind of this loneliness, this aloneness, right? Like I'm on my own to figure these things out. And I have no memory of like what happened. Like, how did we get home? I don't know, right? We didn't have cell phones. I don't know how my mom would have called somebody. I, I, don't, I don't have any memory of like what happened after that. I just kind of remember that particular moment and the feeling that I had associated with that. So I think, again, from this young age, I started to be observant, and I started to watch, and I started to learn, right? And so I I knew from a fairly young age, right, that, that when people would talk about like being a people watcher, I was like, I do that. Like, I wouldn't say that, right? But I'm like, I do that. I totally do that. Like, I'm trying to figure this world out. I'm trying to figure out the do's and the don'ts and the what's wise and what's not wise and all of that kind of stuff because I felt alone and I felt like um, if I was going to figure this out, then it was up to me. And so I started watching people and drawing conclusions, right? And they weren't always the right conclusions that I drew, but it was a way for me to try to figure this out so that I could figure life out. And, and so in some ways, this character strength really showed up. Like, I don't know that that situation created that character strength, right? Like, I think the researchers, researchers of the VIA would probably say that that moment didn't create the character strength, right? But that that character strength resided within me. And that moment maybe had flipped that on to say, hey, I need you right now to really get through the next decade, right? So um, love of learning is my first one. And then the, the second one for me is honesty, which is described on the VIA as speaking the truth, but more broadly presenting oneself in a genuine way and acting in a sincere way, being without pretense, taking responsibility for one's feelings and actions. 
just kind of going through my third is perspective again, which kind of goes back to my first one, right? That being able to provide wise counsel to others while I was trying to seek that from others, right? So not surprising that that's kind of something I picked up and looking at the world or having ways of looking at the world that makes sense to myself, but also to others. Hmm, I wonder why I'm a therapist, right? And then fairness. My mom has told me since I was like in kindergarten that fairness is a big deal to me. So when that one showed up, I was like, oh, that's not a surprise. And then my fifth one is love, um, you know, valuing close relations with others, um, in particular, those in which sharing and caring are reciprocated and being close to people. So those are my top five. For me, I look at that like there's parts of me, right? I look down like hope. Hope for me is number eight. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe hope should be more important, right? Leadership. Well, I'm kind of a leader, so maybe that should be higher. I, like I said, none of these are bad right? And so when I look at them, I'm like, oh, well that, I want that. Let's see. I'm going down here to my last, my last two, um, are spirituality and humility. So again, when I look at that and, and again, that's not saying that I'm bad at those things, right? We have to remind ourselves that our way of thinking is kind of in this binary, what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And this isn't saying that I'm not good at spirituality or humility, right? It's just saying in the order of all 24 of these, right? Something has to be number 23 and something has to be number 24. And so this is how that's ordered for me. And what I love is when clients take this assessment and they bring it into session with them and we talk about all of this um, so often, just like I just shared with you, there are stories that make sense. Right. And as I've gotten to know their story, maybe, and then they come in with this strengths assessment and we're like, oh, wow, like, look at how many of these times, whether like I started the podcast with, whether they were positive times in your life when things are just kind of flowing or even when they're um, harder times or more challenging times in your life. Like, how did you see your character strength show up? Right. These signature strengths that you have. How did they show up in a way that got you through, right? That maybe helped you be more resilient or make sense of the situation or have a perspective, right? Or to persevere or whatever that is. Like, you know, how did, how did your signature strength show up in a way that pulled you through the difficult time um, or kind of helped you fly during the positive times? Um, and then how can you connect to those on an ongoing daily basis, right? How can you make a space in your life? Maybe you have a morning routine or kind of a ritual that you do throughout the day. Maybe that's more in the evening, whatever that looks like for you. How can you figure out your, you know, I mean, I've, I've told you one of, the, one of the ways that you can figure out your signature strengths, but I think how do you connect with that, right? How do you honor those on a daily or a weekly, maybe a monthly basis um, so that I'm sharpening, right? So that I'm honoring and appreciating and taking care of the strengths that I have that have served me so well in life. At the end of this episode, I want to remind you that your story matters. Remember there's something meaningful in every chapter. Don't wait to share your story till it's finished. The Legal Stuff. This podcast is solely for the purpose of information and entertainment and does not constitute therapy, nor should it replace competent professional help. The Prayer of the Perfectionist. Nobody has time for perfection. We are pursuing progress. Help me remember I can't do it all. Help me to take things one step at a time. 
Help me to remember the only step I need to focus on is the next right step for me. Help me to remember that life is a journey. Help me to be able to separate all that I am learning from all that I have to do. Help me to remember that I am not alone. I can ask for help. Help me to strive for frequent awakenings, not mastery. I am enough. Amen.